Hey, Charlie, uh, one of my neighbors moved out. You want to buy the house that's nearby? It's two houses away. How nice a house is it? It's not too bad. How I'll many bedrooms has it got? Let me find out. Ugh. How many animals does it have in it? Follow-up question. Do you really want me living that close to you? I wouldn't mind. Do you really want me close enough I can form a pact with the scorpions and the tarantulas? Oh, never mind. It's sold. <laughs> uh, it's more like do you want Charlie close enough to be like hey I'm home and I want to make a video get over my house now it's 4am get the fuck up <laughs> hey hey Alex how'd you get in my bedroom don't worry about it <laughs> gee I read about how to do it on the dark web how to break into how's this no how to break into your house we have a website dedicated exclusively to it <laughs> Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode number 71. That's right, 71. Two after episode 69. <laughs> I That's had to the do metric. <laughs> you weren't here when we were when we Are did we that episode. Are we going to be on episode 200 and it's like we're 131 episodes away from episode 69? <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. And receiving simultaneously. Yeah. Ah, oh, I see what you did there. Cute hip-hop air horns. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> 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 All right, before so, Charlie kills us. Yeah, yeah say that we're down to a one-man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm joined here today by Charlie, a.k.a. Mord, 4K, a.k.a. Mordak, a.k.a. the biggest fanboy of Destiny in this podcast group. Did you see the new trailer? Did you? I haven't Did you? seen it yet. It's pretty good. I'm going to check it's it out real because good. I'm also excited. The skip grenade <laughs> skips. I'm like, I didn't know you could even do that with that shit. That's awesome. A.K.A. Destiny fanboy. A.K.A. lover of Destiny. A.K.A. Destiny elitist because he always reminds me that I'm so sort of taken tot or something. Yes, you are. There you go. See? And, of course, I am joined also by... Jeff, a.k.a. the Pale Man of the East. That's sticking. <laughs> yeah. Evidently. I All right. Did you, I thought you liked it. I don't mind it. A.k.a. Uh, Invader Gurr, a.k.a. Yep. the man with the uh, guitar. Uh-huh. A.k.a. the only man who can beat Ralph Macchio in a guitar duel. Uh, I don't know who that is. Is Ralph but... Macchio good at guitar? Did you guys never see the movie Crossroads? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> it was All a right. compliment. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I have seen that movie. I'm not sure you want to beat Ralph Macchio. I think you want to beat the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you beat, beat Ralph um, Macchio. Okay. Steve Vai. Steve Vai loses to Ralph Macchio. And if you yeah. beat Ralph Macchio, that means you're better than Steve Vai and Ralph Macchio. But the question really is, can be I beat Steve Vai's pants in that movie? Because his pants yeah. are amazing. That that is true. That man knows how to rock a tight leather pants. Tight pair of leather pants. <laughs> tight yeah. pair of leather pants. Oh, oh my god, like a leather legging of sorts. <laughs> we need like a thing out there of like rock stars and leather pants, and it's like this is what yoga pants were before. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want yoga pants to regress backwards, <laughs> actually. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> 
But yes, so <laughs> our very own Ralph Macchio, beater yeah. of Steve Vai. Well, I can play blues. There you go. Yeah, same way that you know Metalocalypse can, but sure. But can you outplay <laughs> the devil? Uh, I do not believe I can beat Steve Vai, or his pants. No, no, I'm not saying what Steve Vai. I'm saying the devil. Uh, still unlikely. <laughs> Fair. Unless so I'm wielding that... the devil as a persona, because I think that's one of them. So right, are we that's saying... just the um the Arcana. <laughs> so are we saying the rankings as far as uh, it goes is Steve Vai, Ralph Macchio, Jeff. Steve Vice pants. <laughs> From lowest to highest. Like the ranking. There needs to be a larger gap between everything and Steve Vice pants <laughs> of rocking the pause, pause, pause. And then, like, way off in the distance in the winner's circle, Steve Vice pants. I'm currently Googling to see if, if you Google Steve Vai's pants, if it brings up him in Crossroads. I, I, I sort of brings up Steve Vai in pants, which <laughs> I just kind of assume Crossroads is every day for Steve Vai. <laughs> like, wakes up, um, hit, fist bumps the devil, goes to work. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it did not bring up his pants from Crossroads, but it found him in yet crazier pants with, I, like... Crazy floral and flame designs and Like I said, I assume every day for that man is kind of Crossroads. Like, (laughs) Crossroads was the day they were like, okay, he's wearing those pants, whatever, I guess they'll work. This this is what you're choosing to pick today? Like, this is it? Alright, fine. I wore my mild pair. (laughs) I thought I'd tone it back for today's proceedings. Mild? Really bad. More like wild pair. Go sit in the corner. No. <laughs> nope. I'm owning that one. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> that is, that's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I'll be back. Taking off my headphones. <laughs> finally, okay. we got rid of Alex. Yeah. Wait, it took all this time. We fi- that finally... Wait, that worked? <laughs> yeah. All right, huh. I'm back. Damn it. I mean... Hey. This will be a weird <laughs> one to edit. This will be a weird one to edit. <laughs> oh my god uh, at the risk of talking more about Steve Vai's pants which god that could be an entire podcast if we let it be because we are who we are uh, yep. what you been up to Jeff so this week for me was pretty boring um, mostly just like getting random shit done um, but I'll probably start off with the first thing I did is I gave blood to my doctor so that they could test me for things and the good news is I do not have rheumatoid arthritis or uh, Lyme disease. I just masturbate too much and have bad wrists. Um, from playing too many Vigia games, guitar, and mostly masturbating. Other you than that... an interesting picture of yourself on this podcast, Jeff. You do. I, I'm a little impressed. You say interesting. I say accurate. I didn't say it was inaccurate. I'm just saying yeah. you could choose to paint yourself any way. You could claim to be tan and above mm-hmm. average height and not wear glasses, but no. This <laughs> above is, average height? I'm like exactly average height. <laughs> this is where you go. This, this is this is the path you take, the path of self-depreciating irony. Or, um, oh, that's what people want to know about me. Fair. Um... Then after that, I got together with a bunch of friends and we played a shit ton of cards against humanity. And we went to the nerd game store and um, I re- or I tried to pick up Galacticon, the n- comic book that um, 
Brandon Small from Metalocalypse put out to support the second Galacticon album, which makes me realize I need to pick up Galacticon 1 and 2 at some yeah, point. Yeah, I thought to start at Galacticon 2. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I don't think this well, is Galacticon 1. Okay. Well, I'll be checking out Galacticon 2 at some point. Um, but they released a comic book to go with it, and the place I went to didn't have it. But I also read that there was new Invader Zim comics out, and I was like, all right, I'll go get the second issue, because I had the first one. Turns out that I haven't been paying very close attention. There's actually, like, 20 issues of Invader Zim comics out there. Um, so I picked up, like, number four and number 16, and they were both extremely funny. Um, and I absolutely, when I read those comics, can hear, like, the TV show voice acting in my head, like, while they're talking, um, which is really strange and, like, uh, kind of interesting to experience. Um, other than that, uh, my younger brother's wife was asking me about the Ghost in the Shell movie because she saw it and she liked it, so she which every now and then one? she started... the live action one. Yeah, the one with uh, Handy Johansson in it. Uh, and um, she really liked it, and I've seen the show, so she asked me about comparison to it, so I finally got around to, like, I've got to see this goddamn movie. So I saw the Ghost in the Shell movie. Because I was mentally prepared for what it was going to be, it wasn't nearly as, like, repugnant as I was expecting. Um, I actually enjoyed it a little. Probably the strangest thing in it is... Um, the actor who plays Euron Greyjoy from uh, Game of Thrones is Bato. What? Uh, that makes me want to see this movie even more. <laughs> yeah. More um, Euron Greyjoy. Uh, yes. So here's the thing. Because you've seen Euron Greyjoy, he by no means plays the character Euron Greyjoy. But it's impossible to separate out the actor. I am super so okay with that. So yeah, even though he's saying normal garden variety stuff, it still is just like comes off just slightly creepy the entire time. I'm so okay with that. Like, here's the thing: now that he's gotten famous for Euron Greyjoy, I want that guy to go on and, like star in a sitcom where like <laughs> you're forced to watch it and go, "This fucker was Euron Greyjoy at one point." Yep. I mean, there's another very fun moment of the same thing if you go back and rewatch John Wick One with. Theon Greyjoy. I no no. So that's Reek. that's that's the but. thing. I, I was familiar with Reek by the time I got around to watching the first John Wick. So it's like oh yeah, same. It's, it's like ah, this is what I wanted. Yeah. Yep. So Bato is uh, you're on Greyjoy. That said, they um, he's I don't know what they do with cameras to make him look so tall. They make him look like he's like six foot eight. And the real actor's 5'11", because yeah, I checked, because, like, the disparity between these people is enormous. You have to, because Bato's a giant fucker. Yeah, and Scarlett Johansson's 5'3", and he looks way more than, that's what, uh, 8 inches taller than her? Yeah. Um, He seems much larger than that. There are many Hollywood but, tricks for making people oh, yeah. appear and actually be much taller. Oh, Ooh. yeah. But, um, other our on the whole, I actually enjoyed the movie. Um, I didn't find it to be disservice to the original. Um, I've heard too many bad just, things. Eh, I'm sure people have something bad to say about it. That said, sure. I have a low standard for movies because I'm well known for liking shitty movies, and this one's no real exception. 
I've heard the visuals um, for it are fantastic. Is that true? Yes. The visuals are pretty good. I kind of wanted a little bit more from them because I kind of picture in my head that, like, actual, like, when we're in that level super view- future Tokyo is going to be even more sure. over the top. Well, um, well like, for reference, though, to you, like, you, you have watched the show and the movies that are animated. Like, even those don't go that far. I haven't seen the movies yet, but I've seen the show and I watched some of uh, Second Gig. But I just haven't had a chance to watch them. It's not because I don't want to. I'm yeah for time. No, don't get me wrong. They have a cyber future to them, but like there's a certain level of like, yeah, there are still highways. Yeah, there are still buildings. Yeah, it's like it's it's still yeah. a city that existed 50 years ago. Oh yeah, no, they do a good job with that. And there's some humanizing elements that they did with uh, the major's character, which were kind of neat. Some of them were kind of dumb. Some of them were kind of neat. Kind of kind of weird the action scenes i actually liked a lot there was some pretty cool stuff and some of the character design they did like probably the only thing i'll spoil is they had one character who was like their deep dive character um her job was to she's basically like the modern version or their modern version of like a mortician and her job is to like deep dive into this like you know garbage robot and Uh tell you what its last memories were and stuff and her interface her eyes literally pop like a square around her eyes comes out forward and lifts up like a goddamn you drawer. You have not watched enough Ghost in the Shell because that no, is I a have. super iconic part of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. it, it's been years since I watched the original. Yeah. And I don't know if that's in the original, but them doing that on a person looks really cool because it's on live action, not on CG. Well, it's CGI, but it's not on a cartoon. Yeah. Um. So there was some cool shit. Um... But yep, so did that. Then let's see. What, what did else you did watch did? it on? Uh my PlayStation Four through Amazon. Okay, I, I was hoping it was Netflix. I just watched it for. Nah, it's not on Netflix there. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... You gonna say something? No, I, 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 just, I, I was asked not to see it in theaters by my girlfriend who was very upset for very justifiable reasons about a variety of choices made for that movie. But mm-hmm. I am allowed to watch it now that it's come out in home form, and I meant to get oh, to yeah. it. It was more of a "Hey, how convenient is it?" Yeah, uh, definitely worth waiting for it to be free. <laughs> okay, say that. that's or at that's... the very least, part of your monthly subscription. Yeah, nothing's free anymore. It's just how much of a value are you getting? Yeah. yeah. So other than that, um, Game of Thrones, Rick and Morty, and uh, probably the most. I get the only video game things are I got further in Persona 5. I talked to Charlie a little bit off the podcast, but I'm finally past the big bad of Persona 5, and I'm now just in falling action of the game. Yeah, you, you've is, basically beaten the game. You've Yeah. There is no I more failure I, moving forward. Yeah, right now, or I'm currently at, I think, 94 hours into the game. Yeah, um, I think I clocked in around 100, but I also had a solid, like, six hours of grinding in there, probably. Yeah, I didn't grind ever. But um, did that. That's cool. And then I finally got a Hiragana battle, and I tried it out and I played it. And the game's interesting. It's really slow though, huh? Um, because I'd already been learning Hiragana, so I'm kind of like mm. in the intro area, and I'm like, oh my god, I know these ones already. Hurry up! It's a good <laughs> review. Yeah, it is. Um, but so that brings you up to speed with me. 
Mostly it's Euron Greyjoy. <laughs> In his yeah. two different forms. There are worse things. Yep. Yeah. So how have you been, Charlie? I also have not been up to much. Uh, I played more Pyre since last week. Uh, by the time this goes up, I oh, believe my roommate me and got Alex's... That he likes it. Yeah, I, I, I believe by the time this goes up, me and Alex's Pyre video will be up, so you can check that out. That's a real it's good a game. It's a fun game. It's real it's cool. It's a really fun game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you guys just been playing the multiplayer? You've been exposing Alex to the uh, storyline and the characters. Have, and stuff? Uh, we just did a quick look on it. Like we did, we did, we, we, yeah, we did one of our Hey Let's Plays, and just like I showed him off some of the game mode and some of the story, and we talked about how like, yeah, that game could totally be an esport. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It sadly does not have online multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. Which that is you Probably were the most disappointing thing about it. Yeah. I think you were definitely right when you said that that was a big misstep. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like multiplayer is definitely not the intent of that game, but I really strongly believe multiplayer for that game could grow into something ridiculous if multiplayer existed, or if online multiplayer existed. Like that, that is a game that maybe would never hit full stride, but like. What am I saying? That that I think that game could capture the same type of attention Rocket League got. Just because it's like, yeah, it's something you can kind of understand, but it's also like, no, you can't possibly do this in real life. Yeah. Nah, uh, beyond that, I've been playing a little bit of a game called Dreadnought. Dreadnought? Yeah. That sounds really familiar. It just came out on the PS4. It's got some... They're pushing it real hard. It's I don't know if it's on PC or not. I I played it on is PS4. It's this a free the to game, play game that was supposed to be the like it, it's it's a uh, commercial was like three ships running over a tiny ship. I don't think so. This is a space game. Yeah. No, or it was spaceships. What I'm talking about. I don't know. I if that trailer imparted a. Hey, this is like World of Tanks or World of Battleships or any of those World of Games, but in space, and it's totally that game. Like it might even be from the same guys. I don't fully know. My time with it was on the briefer end of the spectrum, and me going like, "Huh, this is not what I'm looking for, but it's kind of cool." Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I just remember, or there's a trailer for something out there. It's like three little ships, like in hot pursuit of something and feeling like high and mighty, like they deserve to exist. And then just like a ship, eighty times their size, comes out of warp space and this runs them all over. Very... Something, something collided with the front hull. Probably just debris. This is that would totally make sense for this game. Like, it's kind of a cool game. I feel like there's a couple of missed opportunities in it. Like, like it it captures the feeling of. Yeah, you're flying a city, but at okay, the same... I, I just go or I just found it. Yeah, I'm. I'm I know what I'm talking about. It, it's yep. the Dreadnought E3 2014 teaser. Yeah, it sounds about right. This is definitely that game. I, it's weird. Like it's, maybe it works better on mouse and keyboard, but on controls, you have to cycle weapons. And part of me sitting there going, no, no, I should like all four face buttons should be weapons. Plus, I should have main guns. And, like, this should be a game of aiming and, like, unleashing, you know, like, a dreads not worth of shots all at once. Yeah. Like, this should be, like, artillery and battering ram 
and anti-air guns and everything all at once, and I'm just controlling reticles at that point. Yeah. No, that definitely sounds like something built for PC. The ability just like, one through ten are different guns. I don't cycle. I'm just good at hitting those. I build a piece of wood that presses all of them at once. <laughs> yeah. Fire everything. Like, yes, the, the, the cannons are on auto-fire. Like, the missiles have a cooldown, which require triggering. I don't know. Like, it, it's step cool. Step one, take face. Step two, roll on keyboard. Basically. <laughs> I, it's, it's a cool enough game, I guess. Like, it... I, I keep trying to find space games that are going to offer me that Eve would better control feeling. And I know, like, I got to sit down and spend more time with Elite Dangerous. Like, the, I got a little discouraged trying to get that whole thing set up because of my joystick woes I ran into. And I get that that game will probably do what I want it to. But it's like, I just want a simple setup, man. This game looked cool, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, on top of that, I've been playing more Splatoon 2. It's still Splatoon 2. Like, I'm like, this is a game. Sorry, I'm a girl. Yeah. Like still this, Splatooning? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I get why people like that game a lot. I, I, it's time to stop talking about that game. In the way people choose to talk about those, like yeah, it's like just like ever the first person shooter. No, you get reward for missing in this. Yeah, like you the, do quite a bit actually. The goal is to miss. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe I'm just a jaded old FPS player, but like there is like the the fact that this game is so low skill in some ways just irks me. And the people are like ah, oh, it's, it's it's the best shooter out there. It's not a shooter. Wouldn't you just love to hear like the opinions of like a Counter Strike player on the topic? <sighs> yeah, I, I, like, and I, part of me is like old manning it because I'm like, no, no, this is meant for people that are like, I don't want to play in the Counter Strike world, and like, I don't want to play in the Counter Strike world either. But at the same time, like, I don't enjoy people bragging about like, oh, I'm so good at Splatoon. It's like. So, what skill does that mean you have? Like, <laughs> I can hold a button down. Yeah, it's like you can miss super good. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's I, I get the charm of that game and it's approachability. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's it's cool to see Nintendo sticking with that IP, I guess. And like, I I love that IP. It's got some cool stuff, but at the same time. Like, the multiplayer for that game, I bounce off super hard because it's not really multiplayer as far as I'm concerned. Like, I should not be able to come into that game raw and get top spot because I know how to play a game. Like, it's... Yeah, I I don't know. I don't like how it handles. I hate the fact that people are like, oh, play with motion controls. I'm like, I fucking hate motion controls. Yeah, I... I am old man on this one. I fully understand this fact. I shouldn't have to handicap myself to just make the game interesting. It's not handicapping. Like, the motion controls are genuinely better than normal controls. I just hate how they feel. Mm -hmm. I just think it's funny that you hate this game a lot, but you're playing it. Uh, the single player is a great if I take a... I, I can get through one level of the single player during my lunch break if I have, like, ten minutes left at the end. 
and it's a nice okay. daybreaker up. Like that's how I'm playing it in some ways at this point. Like, I'm like, okay, I'll burn through this single player level. I'll attempt a single player level, and then I'll go back to work or something. Like, I, yeah, my, my Switch gets used almost exclusively when it gets used as a mobile device. Not I, I don't like it as a console. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I, they have given me nothing I want to sit down for six hours or more and play. Like, our bursts are more than sufficient for anything that's come out for that console so far for me. Hmm. And I, I get it, some people fucking love Splatoon. They're like, oh, it's like fucking great. And I'm like, I'm gonna go play a realer game. D Which is a snobby thing to say, but at the same time, like, it's very easy. It's a very easy to defend stance where it's like your multiplayer is about missing. Like the single player and the multiplayer don't even use the same mechanics because the single player requires precision occasionally. Hmm. That's interesting. Why would they do that? I because making a, a because if you were to make a single player version of the multiplayer for this game, it would. I think shine a potentially too harsh a light on the shortcomings of that game's fucking multiplayer. Mm. Okay. Like, the single player for that game is essentially a puzzle game where the multiplayer is kind of like deathmatch, but where the goal is to kill the shit out of the ground and not the walls. I don't know. I, I'm I'm probably being too hard on it. Like, it's not a bad game. I just, it's... I don't think it warrants the same level. I don't think it warrants the praise that gets heaped upon it. Like, it's a good game, and, like, it's a great game for the Switch, but I don't... It, that's like, yeah, we, we set a new record amongst people who will never make it to the Olympics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cold-blooded. Yeah. yeah, it's... You're the fastest person who can't run a one-minute mile. <laughs> it's like one-up for a participation award. Not even that. Like, it's like... Okay, I'm gonna get real harsh for a second. Like, this would be like if you rounded up a bunch of dudes in a bar and made them compete in the Olympics against each other. Like, some of them might be in okay shape. Like, this is the winner of that crowd. Mm -hmm. ah. It's like, congratulations, you beat out a bunch of fat slobs in a bar. You're the least pathetic. Best of the least? Yeah. Tell me how you really feel, Charlie. You're a first loser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I digress, because I will someday be one of those fat slobs in a bar. But, yeah, I... That's been it for me. I'm still crazy work shit going on. I... I haven't had time for much. Some channel stuff in the background here and there, but yeah. Not too much going on with me lately. Just playing Pyre, because that game makes me happy. Yeah. yeah, that game was fun. I have to admit, I had a blast. I didn't get a chance to play it, per yeah. se, but I definitely had fun watching, like, the... It's a cool game? Yeah. No, Definitely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to now. I think um, by the time this goes up, I think Nidhog Two will be out, and then Absolver comes out at the end of the month, which is essentially Jade Empire, the MMO, but made by uh, the guys behind. I think, um, God, what's it called? Hotline Miami. 
Oh, nice. It's a couple indie games between here and Destiny 2's release. I'm like, yeah, I'm excited for that. Devolver? Um, uh, Devolver's the publisher. I don't think they developed uh, Absolver. Okay. I Is Devolver guess. the... Maybe Iron Galaxy's the publisher. I... It's this kind. It's an MMO, but you play like a brawler. It, it plays like a brawler. Those fighting game moves and shit. It, it, it looks Gal- real cool. It's got some kind of crazy art style going on with it, like a very specific art style, I should say, not crazy, crazy. Like it's, they're doing this PlayStation like summer of game thing. Some minor discounts being offered. Like you can get Nidhog through that, and you can get Absolver. I'm looking forward to that stuff. Yeah. So what have you been up to, Alex? Well, let's see. Where do I begin? So, um, uh, I think I would mentioned last week we had a new tenant move in. Yeah. The, the uh, yellow anaconda. Snake, yeah. Yeah. So um, I saw its first feeding. How do you feel about that? Slightly terrified. Uh, it was interesting to watch. Because it was like, it was very quiet. And, and then that it got quieter. Because that means if it's quiet with that thing, it can be quiet like that with me. So, uh, I'm terrified. I uh, go to sleep at, at night in a perpetual state of fear. And, uh, yeah. So, actually it was kind of cool to watch. So... It's actually right now, as we speak, chilling uh, somewhere in the cage where I can't see it. So it might be out and plotting my demise. But in the meantime, I'll just keep recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, uh... If silent, we'll know why. Yeah, if you just hear me cut off... It... Yep, it got him. Yeah, it's about <laughs> damn time. Been paying uh... that snake enough money to finally get him. Right? No, if anybody kills me, it's going to be the scorpion with a gun, as Charlie has so... Eloquently put it several times throughout this podcast. It's gonna draw on you. You're gonna think you have the upper hand. It's gonna smile and just whip that gun out and bust you in the kneecaps and leave you <laughs> bleeding out on the floor and be like, "You're not even worth the third bullet, motherfucker." Wow. Uh, yeah. So, retro state of fear. But uh, other than that, <laughs> playing Overwatch, of course, guys, kind of started getting back into that because the uh, they just released the summer game stuff, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yes, we will. Yeah. So uh, playing that, getting into more WoW. Uh, PUBG has really taken me more and more, and it's I like I realize I like playing that game in a group and not so much by myself. That seems to be the progression everyone goes through. Like they they get into the game for the single player, but then they start doing the kind of squad mode stuff, and then they're like, yeah, this might be better. <laughs> well, I mean, the single player is cool and all, but I kind of Oh, no, just, like, it, it, the single player is you go to hone your skills. It's where you sharpen your murder boner. But then you take that shit online with your friends and you murder everyone else. Yeah. You Pretty squat much. up, for lack of a better phrase. <laughs> but, I mean, there's some cool stuff that you can, like, do on there with a single player. I mean... I, I, I'm not knocking the, the single player. The progression and fandom for that game seems to be single player is fucking awesome, single player is fucking awesome, single player is fucking awesome... Single player is still fucking awesome, but have you tried it with, like, three friends? Yeah. Yeah. My big thing right now is actually the dual queue. I like queuing up two people. Yeah. Like a two-man group. That's that's actually really fun to do. Yeah. So, that and, like, fucking with people in that game, because 
the mic system on there, I don't know if you guys know, you can it's actually cue up area, the mic. Right? It's yeah. It's Yeah, everyone can hear. So, like, I have a buddy of mine who likes to do Marco Polo with enemies outside the house. And he'll okay. be like, Marco! And occasionally they'll be like, Polo! <laughs> so it's nice to kind of, like, fuck with them that way. Because it's, it's an easy way to find out where they are. Because it's such an easy bait. You just say, Marco! And they just like, Polo! And that's in between people yelling, Korea number one, China number one. Uh, USA number the one. Good and glory of the People's Republic of North Korea. Yeah. So, we're playing that stuff. But, um, yeah. So, been doing a lot more of that. Uh, I got to go to the spa this past weekend. Ooh. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, before you continue, remember that me and Jeff are on this podcast with you, and anything you say can and will be twisted into something dark and terrible and used against you probably immediately but then probably at a later date as well i don't normally give this warning but rarely do i stumble upon such a rich potential mine supply of mockery material okay well i went to a spa this past weekend with uh, my girlfriend and we uh got massages Swedish massages, to be exact. Okay. okay. And it was great. Never done it before. First time for Falling both of us. so far. Yeah. So we got to do that. I don't know if you... Did you guys ever watch that episode of Conan when he goes to the Korean spa with Steven Yoon? Um... No. Okay. Well, they go to a, a, a Korean spa here in LA, and that's the one I went to. Okay. And so... It was it was really nice, actually. I highly recommend it. Like, do they have they, just like creepy pictures of Conan everywhere, proclaiming, "Hey, he fucking took a, he got a massage here." No, they actually don't have anything that says Conan was here. Like, it's this. It, it's, it's the this opposite thing. of Guy Fieri. Yeah, it's this very much this like, kind of just they really really push the whole calm atmosphere thing. Like, there's nothing but like calming huh. music, the whole thing. Like. There's some really cool stuff. For 25 bucks, you get like access to a couple sauna rooms, a cold room, a sleeping area, uh, rooftop access, and you can just kind of chill there, like a. a wait, 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 what's lounge. on the roof? Uh, they have like these like little canopy things set up, so you can actually just kind of lay out there and sofas and couches and everything. Okay. People go to sleep on the roof. That's like 25 bucks for okay. to be there, and if you stay overnight, it's an extra 10 bucks. It's way cheaper than a hotel. You can just sleep on the roof. Yeah. They'll give you blankets. Why does this sound like... I I don't know. My brain hurts now. I <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it. I highly recommend it. I was going to knock it. Like, this is like... Are you sure these people aren't just homeless or something? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So, it's, uh, it's definitely nice, though. Like, it's... It's, for what it is, it's just a nice disconnect. You know, I don't usually take my phone in there with me, so I just kind of relax and sure. do my thing. But first time actually getting massage, and it was great, because uh, it's nice to get all that stress out from the workday. So, uh, on the video game side of things that I already kind of Yeah, I was going to say going back about, to video games. Yeah, back to video games. We, I don't have an update on... Uh, on Kingdom Hearts, although Mandy's ramping up to play it again soon. <laughs> Convincing so, herself it's worth it. 
Yeah, she just really hated that opening sequence. That... And she's just kind of tired of Destiny Island. And she's like, this part is really fucking annoying. I'm like, oh. That opening well, just... is real bad. Like, the, the first hour or so of that game is bad, followed uh... by another hour or so of that game. That definitely could be better. And if you make it two hours into the game, you're like, okay, yeah, this isn't so bad anymore. But, like, that game makes a real bad first impression. Yeah. No, but it's, uh... I definitely got to enjoy it afterward. Like once you once you get past the initial stuff, like it's fun. So that's kind of what I'm pushing with her. I'm like, keep going. It, it gets really fun, you know. Like trust me, it gets better. Please, mm-hmm. please don't don't hate me. It gets better. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. But I mean, it's it's it is what it you is. Bring murderous creatures in your home. So this is true. Jury's so out least, on her opinion. The least she can do is is humor me with this. So seek revenge and retribution. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so other than that, I mean, it's pretty much what's uh, what's going on with me. There's not a lot going on other than just crazy stuff at work. Fun people to deal with. And, uh, like, I had somebody call today and ask, uh, oh, hey, you know, I'm trying to get this thing, this application fixed on my computer. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, so let me connect and we can work on it. He's like, oh, well, I got to go to lunch in, like, three minutes. I'm like, how long is it going to take? I'm like, you called for help. But you're leaving in, like, three minutes. Okay. Just call back when you're ready. Can you get Trojan.exe up and running again for me? It stopped working. Oh, yeah. I would love that. No, it's... We just actually recently ran a, like, test to see if people would click on a link that looks suspicious. And it's... The results are very sad. I won't share the results, but they are sad. And they scare me. I'm not surprised. People are stupid. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're they're, they're good people. It's just like a little common sense. People are stupid. Yeah, they're pretty dumb. So, yeah, uh, just been busy. A lot of other work stuff and whatnot. Streaming some more, which is nice. So, we'll see how that goes. Getting getting close because the Extra Life... uh, event is not too far away at this point mm. so i have a busy couple of uh couple of months ahead actually. Mm. Yeah. work uh the extra life event and then two weddings this year that i'm a groomsman in oh so yeah. me and charlie are uh, i'm a groomsman in a wedding that's gonna be happening in november and then one in december that's outside the country destination yeah you run that gamble Ooh. yeah your friend hates you <laughs> oh it's family your family yeah. hates you, then. Yeah. It's a fidget spinner. Oh, it's not too bad. Other than the flight <laughs> over there, uh, it's in Mexico, so it'll be really cheap. <laughs> Destination weddings. Yeah. A subtle, classy way of saying, fuck you, fuck all of you. Yeah, it's like, you know what? We will invite you, but, like, we kind of don't want you to be there, and if you don't show up, it's okay. Yeah. Just send money and or gift. Yeah, which is why, when I get married, I will have a destination wedding. So... Of course you're invited. Oh, but we'll show up. I'm counting on it. I'm looking forward to, like, opening a box from Charlie, and it has some sort of battle axe. Just a gun. Yeah, just a gun. And then, like, it's... Yeah, no, it's a gun that's just the right size to fit some sort of creature's claws. No, it'll just be a gun with a post-it note that says, Do what must be done. 
you know what yeah. you have to do. Yep, and I had a good run. Charlie, explain. No. <laughs> do what must be done, Alex. Are you coming uh, to shoot the scorpion? No. Yes. Yay, nightmares. Wait, I'm not allowed to shoot the scorpion? No. I would never say that. I'm just, it's making an even playing field. <laughs> yeah, well, I survived this week. So. I got that going for me pretty much, and that's <laughs> about it. I'm not going to lie. I was waiting for the first update of so the snake got fed, and I forgot how disturbing that is. It was fucking cool. It ate two whole freaking, like... Yeah. Oh, it was gnarly to watch. It was really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Not nightmare-inducing at all. No. D but yeah, uh, that's pretty much... Yeah. Uh, that's me in a nutshell this week. Yeah. Alright, I guess that means it's time for news. Yeah, um, where to start this week? I would kind of talk about Player Unknown Battleground. Um, ah. So, uh, uh, do you have any of the cosmetics from the new loot boxes yet, Alex? I do. I have the tracksuit pants, the, uh, what is it? The tracksuit pants, the. Uh, uh, like a dress jacket, some uh, Velcro shoes. That's pretty much it from the special okay. stuff. Well, so uh, that... have you checked the Steam Marketplace recently? Yeah, they're going for pretty cheap. No, awesome. they're going for like 500 bucks. Okay, it's fucking the crazy. The individual items or yeah, the crates? Yeah, that pink tracksuit, uh, the pink jacket thing is going for stupid money. Well, time to invest in the crates. Apparently, yeah, so... For Jeff's confusion, we were talking about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Um, a lot of the cosmetic items they released are going for crazy person prices in the Steam Marketplace. <laughs> Tracksuit being one of them. I guess the highest selling one right now is the pink mini skirt and like jacket combo or something. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I'm going for upwards of three, four hundred dollars in some cases. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's funny though because like the hat used to go for that much stuff. The iPod headphones used to go for crazy amounts of money, and now it's like cosmetics for a game that's in early access. Well, so do we have a lot more to say on this, or can you use that as a transition point? Other than I look forward to investing all my money outside the stock market and into this, uh, yeah. Get into uh, money it. laundering courtesy of this? Interesting. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I guess the jumping off point there for me actually is we have incoming a big mm -hmm. No Man's Sky update. Further prompting the question of what does it mean to be an early access and or released? That's true. Because... Hmm. No, this is going to sound a little weird. As much as I don't like the base of what No Man's Sky is, the support has proceeded since has been pretty good. They've added some pretty major, and if you're into that game, cool stuff to that game that have, for the most part, made people pretty happy. Mm. Almost like it was an early access game, and we're working towards the end goal of that game. Shifty eyes. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I stopped playing that game about four days after it came out because I found that game boring as hell. But, like, that is in some ways a game that, like, I think could have benefited from some time in early access because all the major updates that have happened so far are kind of early update updates you'd expect from an early access game where it's like, hey, um, we're bringing in base building now. Like, the path they've been following is absolutely what you expect from an early access game. And Also, the updates have been colossal. Yeah, like several gigs colossal kind of scenarios. Uh-huh. They've been major updates. Like, it's... They've been things. Yeah, I... We've made it. We've talked in the past about kind of what the fuck does it mean to be an early, uh, an early access game, and I, I think Player Unknown, I think Player Unknown, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and like again coming back from the dead, No Man's Sky are further murking the waters because, again, on one hand you have Player Unknown's Battlegrounds making money off cosmetic items for a game that's not officially out yet, and then you have a game that's officially out yet making kind of early access updates as time goes on. So, yeah. It'd be hmm. cool if that... It, it's really weird for No Man's Sky, because following it as I passively do, it does seem like they're approaching kind of what people thought that game was. Which is real strange. It's great, hmm. but it's also kind of weird strange. Yeah, that, it's, that game's been impressively supported since its release. I, yeah, I, it, it'd be really funny in like a year and a half to have like no Man's Sky, back on the map. Now that's actually done. Yeah. Start seeing the people come out of the work. No, 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 I didn't get a refund. I totally always supported it. Yeah. I... Oh, yeah. Hmm. I still have my copy somewhere. That would be funny, though. Yeah. I have to admit, I did get a lot of value out of making fun of the game as yes. opposed to actually <laughs> playing the game. Oh, no, you need that whipping boy to come around every once in a while so you can appreciate games that, you know, like, launch correctly. Resident Evil <laughs> Yeah. You gotta have that horse you kick when it's down just to make you appreciate when something good happens. Because you're like, man, this is like the opposite of that thing I was just kicking. Also, I guess kind of in the same vein of cosmetic items for sale, we got a little bit of weird news about Shadow of War. The follow-up to Shadow of Mordor, which is for a single-player, yep. yeah, for a single-player game, you can just buy loot boxes for that game. That will get you gear and orcs and, like, this is undeniably pay-to-win, but it's pay-to-win in a single-player story-driven game. That's weird. Yeah. It, it it's it's got this it's got this weird setup because because of the fact that you can buy the uh, the in-game boxes and all that stuff. Yeah. The game is always online single player. I don't know if you know about that part. Yeah. Yeah, that irks me. Like that's the part that kind of freaks me out. Granted, my computer is always online, but I mean, on the off chance that you like your internet goes down and you want to yeah. play a game without having to have to connect to the internet, that kind of just fucks the whole thing up. Yeah. No, it's, on one hand, I don't care about this, because it's like, wait, 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 wait. You want me to buy better items to mess with the progression in a single-player game? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'd be shocked to see if they make any actual money out of that. Because um, who the fuck buys something for single player? People. People do. <sighs> it is, like, the sleaziest shit, though. Like, yeah, it just feels really sleazy. This is the most shameless, like, shoving in of, uh... What's Microtransactions, yeah. Microtransactions. Also, I believe, um... this Didn't this game just get postponed, like, two months? Uh, maybe I didn't catch that part or of it's it, coming but I could believe that. that. My roommate was talking about it. He was telling me that they pushed the game off like two months from its initial release, and there people are starting to speculate that it was to insert this. Maybe I. And as you may be completely unsurprised, people are not thrilled yeah, about that. Yeah, and uh, on top of that, like you, you now raise the question of will progression and loot in that game incentivize you to just throw money at the problem? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm not already giving them 60 fucking Yeah, bucks. no, but, like, imagine if the game on top of, like, it's it's an RPG game. You collect loot and gear and stuff like that. If they balance the drop rates in that game in a way that they're like, yeah, you're just not getting good stuff, man. Want to get good stuff guaranteed? Cough up five bucks. Yep. See, and that's the other thing. I guarantee you they'll never release the uh, the, the actual ratings for the drop rates. Yeah, probably not. You know, unless they're they're selling somewhere in like China. Well, yeah, China, where they force you to release that information. I do not know. I I don't pretend to understand how this all works. It's just real, real weird. Like as someone who bought who's bought loot crates for guns in games before, like I I threw some money at uh God, what was it? Uh, Mass Effect 3's multiplayer, so I could get guns I actually wanted to use. I'm not opposed mm-hmm. to the concept, but at the same time, it's like, this is a fucking single-player game. That's weird. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. The whole thing's kind of fucked. It's a little strange. It's It's quite strange, but... I hate that. Unfortunately, I think this game's going to still do well because they showed off enough stuff that the people that are already in this game's demographic, it is absolutely just, like, hitting all the buttons for them. I guess, like, here's the shame. I think that game's still probably a good game. Like, Shadow of Mordor was a cool-ass game. This game looks to be more Shadow of Mordor, which means it's more of a cool-ass game. No, I agree. But because of that, we're going to be taking another like step forward lying down of microtransactions being pushed into this. Yeah. Like people are still going to enjoy that game even though there's a blatant turd in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. hopefully they won't use the microtransactions, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And I don't want this to come off as me like shitting on the game at all. Like the game's probably by all means going to be fantastic. I have no reason to think otherwise. But it makes you suspicious, yeah. 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 I mean, it makes me suspicious of when it's going to start ruining my games. Like, if I start playing, you know, if I turn on fucking Higur- or, uh, Hiragana Battle, not Higurashi, Hiragana Battle, and, like, I have to pay for pay extra for the other half of the alphabet, like, fuck off. <laughs> You've unlocked yeah. characters three th- uh, A through Q. Do you want the rest? Yeah. Download. Like, the I understand oh. that they made two different games, Katakana Battle and Hiragana Battle. That made sense. <laughs> I get why they did that. Yeah. But, uh, 
Microtransactions. It's EA. Is it a surprise, really? Like No. Does EA own Warner Brothers? No, this is no, not EA EA's... at all, dude. I thought they owned EA. No, they're publishing it, that's right. Yeah, this is Warner Brothers Studios. Like, to be fair, these are the same guys behind, like, the Mortal Kombat X microtransactions and all the microtransactions and Injustice, but... Well, I mean... Okay, for the Mortal Kombat X, I actually ended up buying all the Fatality Unlocks just because I didn't feel like playing the progression of the story. Because I just played the, the verses. So, I mean, in that sense, it was kind of like, okay, cool. But for a single-player game that's only single-player and there's not much else to do, like that stuff, it just feels weird. I, I, I somehow think EA is behind it. I still want to blame EA. <laughs> EA is behind it. <laughs> Not a fair accusation, but I, yeah. Uh, moving on, that's some more microtransaction-related stuff, though. The Overwatch summer skins are here. Yeah, buddy. You want me to take point on this one? <laughs> sure, I don't care about this. I just know the internet thinks it's a big deal, and I think the internet is wrong because a bunch of those skins are like, Eh, to me. <laughs> well, it is a uh, it is the summer games. So a lot of the old stuff is from a while ago. As far as like the summer Olympic skin stuff is all in the game, which you can buy with gold coins. And now they've added a bunch of new skins. Particularly one of my favorites is the new seventy six skin, where he uh, he's wearing socks and sandals. So I look forward to buying that skin just to troll people because he has socks and mm -hmm. sandals on. Okay. Some people... Dadding it up. Yep. Full dadding it up. Yep. Just so. leaning real hard into it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they also added Lucio Ball, which is the same thing as last year, so it's they brought back. that back. But they've also added a competitive Lucio Ball League. We talked so about this get... last week some. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Ranked Lucio Ball. Yeah, which I think is kind of kind of cool. Like a little, you know... For the event, it'll have a little competitive mode stuff, which is kind of cool in a weird way. So, I like it. I want, I want to see what kind of achievements and stuff you can unlock from doing the little competitive league thing. But yeah, I will definitely be playing that. Have you seen the Widowmaker skin yet? Oh, the one where she's at the beach? Yeah, that one's pretty badass too. Yeah, I I mostly enjoy the fact that I'm now following a thread of people who are trying to decide if they think McCree's new skin is sexy or not. And I'm like, it's stupid is what it is. It, it, yeah, I, his bodyguard skin? Yeah, lifeguard. Oh, that's right, lifeguard. Yeah. It's it's, it's McCree, and he's being all, you know, hot as a lifeguard. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty fun. So. Overwatch. Like Still a it's thing. Overwatch, yep. Moving on to other things, though. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn's first DLC comes out November 7th. Nice. I'm excited for that. I like that game. Still, I'd like more of that game. Was that not announced? Ah, uh, the release date was not announced. The existence of it was. Okay. Yeah. Now it was what, November? November 7th. Neat. Indeed. Uh, following on from that, though, uh, Res Infinite, the definitive version, if you will, of Res is coming to Steam and the Oculus. 
that's actually a big fucking deal because that's one of the best VR experiences you can have. Huh. Res? Res. Do you not know what Res is, Jeff? I've definitely heard his name before. Thankfully, we have a video on our channel for that if you're so curious. But yeah, uh, Res is one of my favorite games from times of yore. I, I, it's a, it's lots of people's favorite game from way the fuck back when. Like in creepy huh. Res yeah, history, this is the this. game that came with like a, the, the, the trance sensor or something. Where it was, it was essentially a game-driven vibrator. But you know. <laughs> Want heavy fun time? So you could buy this game. It, uh, in creepy ways, that thing came in a machine washable case, but it was designed so you could feel the music. And I don't know. I, it's a joke of the internet still. I'm not sure why I'm recounting this. <laughs> but yeah, that's coming to more stuff. It previously was just on the PS4 and the PS4 VR. It's most people think of it as one of the best kind of. You can only get a certain experience out of it. Like, Res Infinite is totally playable without PSVR. But the version that is, is something really special. It's real cool. Yeah. Mm. Visually, the game's awful. Yeah, it, uh, that game's a PS1 game that refused... PS1 or PS2 game that's, like, kept on going. Mm. Like, it just comes back from the dead every couple years. All the power to Yeah, the no, every time I'm like, fucking, yeah, Res is back! Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But last but not least, um, the Splatoon's first Splatfest, Ketchup vs. Mayo, has come to an end. And while I personally don't care about this, that blood versus jizz. Uh, <laughs> way to keep it classy, Jeff. Uh, wait, this wasn't the first Why one. Why did they? they First Why did they released. do ketchup and mustard? They literally did fucking mayo. Just Japan. Mayo's a bigger deal in Japan. Alright. You mean the first That's one fair. since the game was released? Yeah, or... it's um the first Splatfest for Splatoon 2. Okay, because I know they did one recently, which was uh Liter it's literally a guar Cake show. versus pie. I think that was pre-release. That was a that was part of the um test splat. Okay. But, yeah. so, uh, yeah. while the results of the Splatfest do not matter to me because both things as french fry toppings are nasty, um, mm -hmm. it has revealed a potential flaw in the Splatfest counting system, which is apparently a astronomically larger number of people sided with Team Ketchup than Team Mayo, and as a result, there were lots of Ketchup versus Ketchup matches if you were playing on Team Mayo, you were perpetually in matches against other against the opposing team. If you're on Team Ketchup, you fought a lot more Ketchup people because there were so many of you, and as a result, there were lots of matches that just didn't count. Mm -hmm. Huh. So who ended up winning? Mayo ketchup? wound up winning, but the but kind of it's been this moment of, but wait, they shouldn't have because like just by the numbers alone, Ketchup should have won. Ah. But because, because it wasn't a legit mayo versus ketchup match. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. Yeah, like it's one of those things where kind of like it's the if a hundred matches get played but only twenty of them count, it's a much closer match. And 
obviously more matches were played, but like the numbers I heard were crazy things where it's like, yeah, no, like like it was possible to play the entire Splatfest and not have any of the matches you played count. Wow. Because huh. it was just based on luck of matchmaking at that point. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, uh, looking forward to more Splatfest-based controversy that gets us definitive answers on what people think via shooting people with paint rollers in the future, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, mm -hmm. This feels like the kind of thing that maybe they should have had fixed or they should have known about would be, it might be a problem. They need to just, like, go full, like, Team Forge be like, blue and red. Why? Because blue and red. I mean, once you start tying, like, real world Oh, no, things, that, that's like, what the game already is, technically. Like, the Splatfests are, like, you pick your set, you pick your stance in argument, like cake versus pie, and you settle the dispute once and for all with guns and violence mm -hmm. and, com and competition. Like, the guns and violence count, but not the popular. Apparently, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That does it for news this week. Uh, hopefully, it's, it's summer. I'm not going to make excuses anymore. It's just summer. No gaming news happens during summer. Yeah. Big dry spell right now. Get, yeah. If, if I have always been mystified as to why summer is a video game kind of wasteland in some ways. Like, it's a great time for indie games, but at the same time, like, why not hold off like a couple games till the summer why make february the worst month ever like imagine if horizon zero dawn had come out in like july or something where there was mm -hmm. no competition to go up against mm. that's actually mm -hmm. a valid point huh. i'm sure there's business reasons for it and stuff but it's always been like no no if you have a game you think's gonna do really well like hold it until dry spell season and then like you'll be the only thing people are fucking talking about mhm mm I don't know especially because now is when people have time to fucking play there are so many kids not in school vacation. right now yeah. yeah about to be back in school but yeah it's like now is when people want to play games or now it's like when people have a chance to play games because nothing's come out to chew up their time yeah <sighs> Soon Madden will be released and the summer will be over, but yeah, for now. We move on to our main topic this week, uh, and because this is Alex's idea, he gets to introduce it. It's not my idea. Your concept. <laughs> you proposed this topic. I didn't propose this concept. Or, Alex, sorry, Jeff's. Sick. Wow, I'm out of it today. Let's <laughs> see. It's so you got the 50-50 wrong, it's been a so long it's gotta week. be the other guy. I also <laughs> aim with the same accuracy as the Splatfest of Splatoon. Oh. Yeah. So basically, the idea I flew over today's topic was skills that video games have taught you that you've used in real life, and game, or in skills that real life has taught you you've used in video games. Um, the first one I was going to bring up is having played sports and stuff, when you start getting to competitive video games, the idea of pressure becomes a very real thing, of like the idea of if you pressure your opponent in one location, like, that creates a vacuum in other locations on the map and stuff, and you have the exact same thing in sports where, like, you know, one defender goes to an area to try and zo hold a zone between two offensive players and stuff. You get the exact same methodologies between the two. Um, 
is one example I came up with. The other one is reaction time because, like, I play hockey and being a goalie, like, nothing's better for my reflexes than literally having to stop objects. <laughs> um, let's say, do you two want to chime in on this, or I can keep going? <laughs> I have go. Go yeah, on a little bit, and I'll, I'll throw a few of mine out there in a bit. Okay. Um, say another one is probably, I mean, the obvious one that everyone's heard is multitasking, because being good at video games allows you to multitask, because you're used to looking at two different things at once often. Like, if you're bad at video games, as I keep coming back to, a lot of, if you can watch a map and watch what you're doing simultaneously, it's really easy to, you know, be doing dual monitors while you're at work. Um, and things of that nature. Um, a lot of like, let's see, methodology of things in like first person shooters in paintball, like forcing someone to turn a corner on you is always going to put you at the advantage and understanding stuff like that. And like a lot of team mentality of like, you know, if you don't have friends with you, it's probably suicidal to go in by yourself. Let's just like uh, let's just war at that point too. Like, well, it's paintball. I've I've never been to war. I don't have war to go. Yes, but at the same time, like paintball is a simulated like firefight kind of. It is, but I have none of the military's training on. You know, these are what battles are. That's fair. Here's how you will act within them. I only have you know what I have gathered together by being a schmuck. Um. Say, probably some level of time management, because playing, like, the Persona games, you learn how to schedule shit, and it becomes much less of, like, a chore to schedule things, and just kind of, like, you know how to, uh, like, do it offhandedly, so it's no longer, like, mentally consuming. Mm. Um. see. I had one two seconds ago. Remember, my brain's starting to fail me. But... All in all, yeah, video games are good for you. In a weird way, I think actually, like, video games is one of the barometers that I actually think playing video games is something that I look for in smarter people. Um, because it's one of the things of, like, it's going to be a little bit judgmental, but that's okay, honestly, is people who play video games are exposed to a lot of stories. Whether, it, no matter what genre you play, there's storylines. Whether you're looking playing the single player in StarCraft or you're playing through some of the early Call of Duties, like, it forces you to expose yourself to just knowledge you weren't previously privy to and maybe one person's reaction to a situation that was presented to them. Yeah, I guess. And then you kind of subconsciously take all that in and then use that as some of the basis for your own decisions. And I've found that people that don't consume, like, this is one of those, like, people who don't trust people who don't read very often. Like, if you don't take in some kind of, like, media that you have to think about or presents you with new ways of tackling the same scenarios you do in your day-to-day -day life, um, you kind of stagnate and you rely only on, like, what you're predisposed to know. If that makes any no, sense, that's, in a weird... that's actually a good jumping point for me because I kind of almost exclusively play games that I could not do in real life. Like it, it's why I like stuff like Destiny, where it's like, despite what I may present myself as, I'm not an intergalactic badass kind of thing. Like I, I am merely <laughs> what? human. I, I know shocker to us all, but like the games I like the most are ones where it's like, 
nope, that's 100% not real, and that makes it awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, let me go do that cool-ass thing. Yeah. Because for me, it'll be a lot of, like, I'll be watching, like, TV or something with someone, and it'll be, like, one of these by-the-book shows, and it's like, how would you know what's going to happen next? Like, well, because I saw it in a, I saw this exact same scenario play out in a video game that did this same scenario better. Yeah. And it's like, playing video games has ruined plot lines of other stuff for me. And, like, that's kind of one of the barometers of, like, what I look for in people is, like, you know, do or can you take in and think about a situation quickly enough and reach decisions and conclusions that you can predict what's going to happen next without wildly guessing? And if you watch a movie and you can do that, your understanding of situations is probably pretty high. Yeah. Or I'm just a smug, self-conceited asshole. <laughs> I, I do think it's worth interjecting. We're not claiming video game stories are the best, but in the same way that, like, being a cinemaphile or being an avid reader, like, it does broaden your horizon some. You're exposed to, at least in concept, different concepts and ideas and paths and stuff, and just things at that point. Like, it's... It's kind of like living yeah, in the same... you're explaining it really well. Yeah, it's, it's, like living in your, it's like living in the same state your entire life, and assuming everywhere else is the same as where you live. It's not, and you have to get out there and experience it, and like video like like videos and TV and stuff like that, video games offers, present the opportunity to do stuff that's way out there, and where it seems like in the modern era, lots of TV and movies and books are playing it safe all of a sudden. Video games are doing just weird-ass stuff every once in a while. Like, the game I'm playing right now, a ton of, is Pyre, and that's kind of a game about performing occult rituals that may also be like NBA Jam. Horizon Zero Dawn is a game. Yeah. Mech Hunter or prehistoric Mech Hunter is a game. Yeah, that, that game that game has that the premise of that game is like job descriptions Charlie would kill for. What do you do for them? Oh, I'm a mech hunter. I hunt wild mech. For sport with my tactically yeah. over the top insane bow and arrow. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah. I, you might, you guys may have missed it. The ad campaign for that game was great because it was some like grizzled military dude being like, "Ah, yes, the bow and arrow, a more elegant, a more elegant weapon for a more elegant time." Sure, you could kill the giant. Like, sure, you could kill a giant uh, Thunderjaw with rocket launchers and missiles and orbital barrage. But did you really kill it then with a bow? No one can take that away from you. You were there. You pulled that arrow back and ended it. And isn't that what you really want to be able to brag about? Like, it was a great ad campaign of, in a world where we shoot things with guns, won't it be cool to be able to say, hey, I took down Godzilla with a bow? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We're bombing something from 30,000 feet's an option. Yeah, like, in a game where technology, in theory, would let you have, like, orbital barrage, it's like... How would you do this? Oh, I put some freeze things in my slingshot, stunned it, and then ripped its head off. Dude, that's badass. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, when we first proposed this topic, I was kind of, okay, that's a topic we can go into the more I thought about it. Like, it's weird because a bunch of the kind of less typical skills I have in life are not ones to translate super well to video games, or when they do translate into video games, translate super shittily. 
Okay. Like it's it's why I can't play survival games with some frequency, because they're it's, they're so constricting. It's like, uh, it, it's like okay, you don't have a weapon. Go build a weapon. I'm like, can I just go find a giant ass rock and beat people? No, you have to combine that rock with a stick and make an axe. Pretty sure big ass rock will get me to what I need to until I can get a better weapon, or like, yeah. I can just rip the leg off that table and beat people that know. No, pretty sure I can. Pretty sure that works as mm -hmm. well as, like, fire poker. Yep, no, that's fully yeah, accurate. Yeah, We've touched on my weird childhood and, like, other hobbies and shit like that, and the skill set I have occasionally make video game exceedingly frustrating, where it's like, but you're passing all these awesome improvised weapons video game survival character... Ah, yes, I found the revolver. C can you go back and pull the cutlass off the wall, too? And, like, the mace and the broadsword and the suit of armor you could wear that would make you zombie-proof and, like, all the other awesome things you passed on your path here that would make this game easier? <laughs> I only have so much inventory spots. Shove those batteries down your fucking underwear and deal with it. You're not leaving those batteries behind. <laughs> And we're building a car. Yeah. There we go. Oh, I need a bigger backpack. No, no, you put your weight on that backpack and you shove more shit in there. Well, if I take this... In the modern era, finding a backpack isn't that difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we provide you with X, okay, so I can't beat things to death with X as well? I guess, but it's not the point of it. I'm just going to leave this perfectly good chainsaw now that I'm done with this boss encounter. Why? Why would I do that? Hmm? I, I don't know. Like, it's it's weird because in video games, I don't do a lot of, like, I used to back in, like, Unreal Tournament 2004 days. I loved sniping in video games. In real life, I love shooting long-range target stuff. It's very zen, like lever-action rifles and bolt-action shit. I just find fun to go to ranges with. I cannot stand them in most video games. Like, sniping in video games feels wrong because it's about fast and precision. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I want to lie in the grass for, like, days and piss myself as I wait for that perfect shot. I want to care about wind conditions. There probably is a game Oh, there's several. There just, it's still, it, it doesn't have the same tactical, uh, tactile feel to it. Like, there's something mm -hmm. fun about lever-action rifles. There's something fun about the motion that goes through the bolt action rifle because it's got that like loud ping at the end and stuff like it's 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 in the same way that like the active reloading gears of war feels cool when you pull it off when you get that like effortless mm -hmm. motion going it just feels nice mm -hmm. and video games obviously can't simulate that and it's like yeah we have all the sniper rifle ammo lying around i'm like no in the real life you will never have that you got a plan? You got to wear your cargo shorts that day? Also, rare ammunition is not common. Yeah. And those who have ammo, hide it. Yeah. Like, by design, you keep the gun and the ammo in different locations and make them hard to combine. Yeah. It's like gun ownership one-on-one. Yeah, like other dumb things. Like, I can pick locks in real life. Every lock-picking video game is wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Like I learned is that it? They, it has nothing to do with turning. Like yeah, I, it's, it's not about finding a sweet spot. Like the closest a game has ever come to getting it right, actually, I think is um, Oblivion. I want to say where it had the bouncing of the pins, and it sucked. And I'm playing that going. Oh, they got so close to getting this perfect because picking locks fucking sucks. Hmm? But that, wait, what game was it? I think it's um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Oblivion. Oh, not Skyrim? Skyrim's lock picking is basically Fallout 4 where it's spin the bobby pin till it opens. Oh. Uh, yeah. The game of do you have enough lock picks and if you don't, do you know how to not snap them yeah. when they don't go? Uh, Just back out. That's how real life works. Exactly. Yeah. Nah, I... Yeah, I always find the skills that would be, quote, useful in a video game that I have don't translate well to a video game because it's like... Uh, to take a survival games, like hunger and foraging and shit like that. It's like, okay, I'm going to eat all these mushrooms. You would never do that in a survival scenario. You don't know what those mushrooms will do to you. Just gonna eat oh, these yeah. mushrooms, bro. No, you'll just get bigger. I'm gonna and, eat these. My... Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna eat these raw rabbit. I'm gonna eat this raw rabbit meat. Don't do that. Never do that. <laughs> I just combine like twigs and leaves and f wood into one thing, and I have fire. No, actually, creating a fire is, can be achieved through various complicated means. Like, it's a very useful survival skill that many survivalists will say is kind of hard. Not all things you find will be good for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You know, when you guys first proposed this topic, I thought, like, we're gonna go with the jokey versions of skills you picked up. I didn't realize we're gonna get very, like... I don't know, I... Very like thorough and and real with it. Like, we all go our own paths with these topics. Yeah. Like I, the, and the reason I bring it up is because I don't know if you guys remember that story in the news about a kid who saved his sister's life by doing shit he learned in World of Warcraft. Go on, because I don't uh. remember this. Yeah, so this was a while ago, but like, yeah, so this I guess this like bear or some sort of creature like that came out of the woods and was near his sister. And so he pretended to be a hunter and feigned death as to make it, like, drop aggro, so to speak, and go away. And somehow it worked. That's actually, that's, that's uh, that's bear propaganda. <laughs> How do you stop a bear from attacking you? Oh, just play bet dead. Lie there. Don't try and flee. Just let us come over, sniff you, lick you, make sure you taste good, and then we'll go away. But, like, he, he, mm -hmm. here's the thing, though, because they interviewed the kid later on, and he said, oh, I learned it from my hunter on World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, not, to, not to piss on that kid's dreams or very well pulled off thing. That's a known thing you do. Like, uh, in some well, weird I way, mean, animals don't yeah, have interest in dead animals. How does this kid get to the age that he's allowed to sign the uh, thing that says that he's of age to play World of Warcraft but did not encounter that fact? I don't know. I just know it was a story, and so when you've mentioned... There's a user agreement that says you're at least, you know, six years old before playing World of Warcraft. Uh, uh, Jeff, we got to remember that Alex did not grow up in the murder wood like we did, so maybe that's a murder wood mm. upbringing thing. I don't know. Uh, maybe. 
<laughs> Actually, that's fair. Maybe places that don't have bears don't learn about bears. Yeah, I... A lot of me and Jeff's weird knowledge on this topic, like either make yourself look big or make yourself look dead, is because it's like, hey, you might run into wolves or coyote. That's an important difference. Why? Because coyotes are fuckers. Wolves will probably leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> Don't climb a tree if a bear's after you. Play dead. Why? Just do it. It works. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't do that for a mountain lion. Why? Mountain lions aren't stupid. <laughs> Guess what can climb? Answer, bear. And mountain lion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do you think they get that fucking honey out of that tree? They climb it. Yeah. Bears can also run at like 40 miles an hour in short bursts. Don't forget that. You cannot outrun a bear. Yep. Mm-hmm. 40 is humming. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the jokey side of it, but, like, I've seen some stuff happen where people have, like, or have heard, like, I mean, obviously this is video game related, but, like, when you apply to, like, some game companies, they ask you how, like, what kind of skill sets you've picked up from gaming that will apply to the job. Stuff like raid, like, leading raids and, like, guild stuff in WoW in particular apparently is kind of transferable in that aspect. I know for me, as far as planning and knowing all that stuff, kind of came in handy, you know, from WoW into other work-related things. So that kind of stuff is cool. Mm -hmm. Leadership role and being the shot caller on a team. Yeah, that kind of stuff actually helps. At least the practice of it, anyway. Mm-hmm. Because it can transfer over into real life scenarios. Overwatch, you win together, you lose together, or you rage quit and blame it on Hanzo. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Trash the project, blame marketing. Yep. No, this is similar behavior. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it's uh. The topic of, like, this this whole thing is kind of just always been kind of interesting. But, yeah, like, there's certain, like, skills in terms of leadership, mainly, where this stuff actually transfers over nicely. So I think, like, if, if as far as a guild raid lead stuff, because I used to do some, like, early on, like, guild organization and, and whatnot, like, it came in handy. I put together my guild's website. So I learned some real-life skills in terms of putting together a website. You know, stuff like that. Like, I... I I handle a lot of... That's a very real skill. Yeah, exactly. So, because we needed a site, and I ended up putting together forms for, you know, for applications to get into the guild and stuff like that. So, I took scenarios that we needed for the guild and turned it into a real-life skill. <laughs> Establish vertical integration, because you needed people to fact-check those people and make sure that they weren't crazy. And next thing you know, you have an entire ecosystem you've built. Yeah. And, like, for example, uh... There's actually been studies in terms of, like, just kind of the, the relationship, just to kind of stick on WoW, because that's kind of the big one for me as far as the one where you can pull most skills from. Uh, there are people who study stuff that happens in WoW as actual, like, studies. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, the Blood Plague incident in WoW early on in Vanilla. Yeah, it was an example of viral outbreaks. Like, I take a step back, too. Like, we have talked about the Great Eve Wars, and... In great detail, because they're fascinating, because they're very real-world-feeling things. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I guess, it, I don't know if it, it could be called a skill, per se, but it's that weird translation of, like, from game to real life, because that, that incident was actually, I think, was studied by the CDC. Yeah. Uh, at some point, because it was, like, a 
kind of a realistic scenario. And yeah, not to was, mention, like... Go ahead, sorry. No, it was a useful simulation of what could potentially happen with something like that, yeah. Yeah, there's that, and then there's also people who, like, study the economy in WoW, and, like, kind of, like... It's 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 weird, like the, the 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 auction house stuff and the economy and making gold and wow, like is it's it's its own game, and somehow I feel like that aspect kind of transfers over into the uh, into the real world as far as like kind of scoping out deals, I guess, and st- whatnot. I don't know if it takes you to level extreme couponing kind of path, but like that kind of stuff is always kind of interesting. I don't know how you guys feel about that part, but maybe that's a stretch. But I know like the stuff like the CDC, the guild leading. I think that stuff really kind of stands out more than anything else as far as trans- skills that like kind of translate over right nicely It's not so much skills world. as it is kind of scenario translating over. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, the guild leadership stuff, that's what I mean. Like, that stuff translates over nicely into team lead scenarios and, yeah. you know, most modern office environment stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. and like, I-, I work in a weird industry where people come from a variety of backgrounds and it's about parsing together, like, what they're actual skills are disguised behind what they've been doing with them like if i ever choose to leave my weird ass industry i will do the same thing where it's like hey i have a bunch of weird skills that don't really have real world applications but they translate these much more generic things yeah well mm-hmm. actually i i totally forgot about it so you know how recently obviously now that i've been doing the podcast and getting more involved in streaming and recording video yeah i picked up a bit of knowledge as far as that side goes we got I your just, learn on. Yeah. So I just recently, they're, they're asking because we want to do some, like, capture footage stuff and some recordings and whatnot. So, like, OBS came in handy for my boss when I told him you can record, like, your meeting sessions and stuff like that yeah. for trainings here. And so he I did that, and now they want to start putting together, like, a series of videos where we do, like, tutorials on, you know, on iPhones and things like that. So they had me pretty much said, buy whatever you need to get the recording started. And so, you know... Go ahead. And so they pretty much gave me free reign, and I picked up, like, a, was it, Elgato capture card, a Yeti mic, which I know you're opposed to, Charlie, yeah, they're but... they're fine. Well, they're not good, okay. but they're fine. I would love to get a mixer for that, but here's the thing. I would know how to set up that mixer. If I leave, they're going to sit on that technology, and nothing's going to happen. Oh, yeah, no. It, it, they're, they are a great piece of technology for what they're intended to do. The issue is people far extend what they're intended to do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think in the sense of like them plugging in the, the, the USB microphone and getting it going, it'll work for their cause. So that's why I went that route. So yeah, the skills I've picked up doing the podcast and streaming and whatnot have actually come in handy at work for me personally, personal experience. So yeah, just as far as being consulting. And then once the stuff comes in, I can pretty much show them how it's done. So yeah, it's definitely... I know that... Because of this stuff, it's forced me to learn small amounts of video editing. Yeah. And it's made Charlie learn large amounts of yes. video editing. Yes, what's the YouTube channel at that point? That's not video games specifically, but, like, if you want to take it real broad, like, gaming has pushed streaming technology in ways nothing else has. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Twitch got bought by Amazon, not because it was a good business investment, because that's better tech than now the most powerful company in the world had at its disposal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. No, I take it back. Yeah. Like, it's like telecommunications always has existed for a long-ass time, 
but all of a sudden major rapid changes and improvements we've had are because people now care about streaming netcode. They care about reducing latency. They care about kind of reliable connections and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like you went from having Skype to having numerous options for video chatting in a short period of time. Mm -hmm. I think that number is expanded and contracted. Well, I remember yeah, like it's the X -Fire stuff days. rises up and then dies down and rises up and dies down. Like you're, you're talking at that point about kind of finding about business Darwinism where the actual good ones will survive <laughs> and kill the lesser ones. But it's still like it's if people care about it, people all throw their hat in the ring because it's where the new money is. It's the new gold rush moment. And if you strike it big, you get rich. If you don't, you wind up living in your mom's basement. Mm -hmm. Again. Oh. Nah, it's it's a fascinating world in that regard. Like it's I'm not saying gaming drives a bunch of things, but gaming definitely spills out of what is considered the traditional gaming space to affect other stuff. But take a real weird step. Um, did any of you guys follow the Cyber Warrior Initiative? No. Cyber Warrior Initiative. This was no. like I think maybe even ten years back now where they kind of as the experiment started rigging up spec ops troops in training scenarios with like full huds and drones and essentially like giving like trying to do the advanced warfighter thing where it's like hey if you had someone spotting you and just feeding you live information via camera and audio could you be more effective and they proved that while the technology wasn't quite there yet at the time the effectiveness of the overall forces at that point like went up drastically and they took it one step further and they had like basic recruits taking on special forces guys and winning in scenario play hmm. because just the ex wow. the added information that you kind of take for granted in a video game made all the difference and huh. they were very public like yeah we based it off like the information you would get via uh, like the helmets in Halo 2 and stuff like that we added more stuff to it obviously but we drew inspiration for how it might work from what successfully works in video games. So they had like a heart rate monitor and all that jazz, so you could monitor your vitals without having to check. Mm -hmm. Information, hmm. power, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm, that's weird. Yeah, I, it pops up every couple years in some new iteration, and they're always doing something terrifying and cool with it, where it's like, Hey, this gun could be bent in half, and the camera like links up your left eye and shit like that. Like, That's cool and terrifying, but still cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lots of stuff that's inspired by video games these days. Like I, like set like the joke is like cell phones were inspired by Star Trek because oh, communicator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you, I mean, there's a lot of throwback you can give to Star Trek. Like, yeah. was it uh, the CAT scan is basically a tricorder just that hasn't been brought down yet. Yeah. <laughs> or has it? No, no, it hasn't. Da-da-da. da da, -da. da, -da, -da. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah. I don't have much more to say on this one if you guys don't. Uh, not much else, really. Hmm. I think we kind of... I think I'm good. Yeah. You took that some places that I uh, was not anticipating. We've been doing that yeah. a lot lately. We've had to get creative with our main topics because we haven't had so much to... We've had open-ended stuff to riff off of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, so, we have... I guess we technically have an email this week. We 
got kind of a weird question, and unfortunately it did not come with a name attached to it. We got sent it via Twitter. Oh. Because that's a way to get in contact with us, I guess, too. But if you wanted to contact us via email, how would you do that, Jeff? Well, first thing you need to do is you need to move to Canada. Once you're in Canada, you can start a hockey equipment company. And once you're there, you can start an entire line of sticks that instead of having the, uh, like, legal script on, like, if it's good for 30 days or any of that, like Easton Synergies used to be, you can put uh, the entire contents of what you want to be read on this podcast. Or more simply, you can email us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email, Alex? Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spelled and as it also sounds. Apparently down the show our Twitter. Yeah, uh, SW Studios with a Z at the end. It's in a bunch of links all over the place. It gets checked every. It, the alerts get sent to my phone. It's a good way of getting in contact with us. Reality. It does get updated. Yes, sir. Not by me, but it yes. does. <laughs> yeah, reality was like if you post it in kind of any of our areas, I'll probably see it somehow. But, yes, we got the question of, if we could have, I'm not going to give the guy's Twitter name out there, because that feels rude in some way. If you had a benign superpower, basically meaning it's useless but cool, but definitely useless, what would you want it to be? (laughs) Useless but cool. Well, then it's not really a superpower. I know I had... Um... I had an argument with someone recently where they asked me, what would your superpower be? And they said flight, and I said teleportation, and I would beat you everywhere. Yeah, so I have, I, have a, <laughs> I have a very good answer for this. Okay. I want, like, anime eye gleam or, like, Street Fighter Five super eye gleam. Do you want on your teeth, too? No, I just want the, I want the right eye. Like, and I want, like, if I'm about to do something cool, I want it to trigger and be like, ka-ting! Do a cool thing! <laughs> I don't have to think about it, people. but I want it to happen whenever I want it, to, like whenever it's supposed to happen. Oh man, now you're making me want like Louis Armstrong style, just like anytime I strike a pose, there's just like diamonds and that's, jewels floating that's around. That's totally me. within the realm of this thing, I think. Like it's totally useless yeah. but cool superpower. Yeah, that would be totally cool. Um, the thing is, is, like I can think of things, but I need to then additionally make them impractical. Not, not impractical, just can't do anything that helps suit anyway. Yeah. Uh, I would like to have a monologue moment, kind of like on Saved by the Bell, occasionally. Like the sun just lights you perfectly when you go into monologue mode? Yeah. Okay. I think that qualifies. We'll be also looking for the uh, Dolby Interactive Supervillain <laughs> mod, where, like, if you start doing an evil monologue, lightning strikes behind yeah. you or something like that. Like, I want sitcom monologue sound effects and visuals. Oh my god, giving Alex his own laugh track? Yes! We can get him his own oh booing god. track when he makes puns. Yeah, every time I make a fucking <laughs> terrible-ass pun. <laughs> <laughs> or when I trip and fall, play the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Alright, I, I, I know what I want. What? If I ever, when, I, when I'm walking towards people and there's nothing around me, all of a sudden the world goes into slow-mo and doves fly around me. <laughs> oh, that's the John Woo special. Yeah. Or uh, Hard Target 2. I wouldn't mind a universal soundtrack. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a soundtrack to your life. Yeah. Exactly. If you ever hear a Wilhelm scream, you you know something bad's <laughs> happened. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for tweeting um, at us. I think this is about all we got on this yeah. one. I, I think we all like variants of Charlie's yeah. idea. You want some, <laughs> like, just pose power where it's, like, punctuate your life with some weirdness. Mm-hmm. Like, I want the superpower of where I always know the date. But that's useful still. Like, that's, again, the point of yeah. this is it can't uh, in any way be useful. Like, there's no yeah. benefit to, like, eye gleam. Because already I want, like, laser... To be able to just, like, shoot a laser show out of my body and, like, go to a rave. But that, like... I have a purpose for it, and that's a problem. Uh. Yeah. The ability to turn any drink into, like... I don't know. Apple juice or something like that. Again, like, that's <laughs> useful, though, potentially. Because you could take, like, poison, because it's technically a drink, and turn it into apple juice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, get... And also, you're going down the path of basically alcohol. Yeah. Um, let's see. Er. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. good. You good, Alex? I got nothing right. else. I got All nothing right. else. Cool. Yeah, that, we we came up with a pretty yeah. good one. I'm happy with that one. It's pose power. <laughs> Do the thing. Yeah, that does it for this week, I suppose. Um, as you can see, we got video up. Uh, Pyre, our quick look for Pyre should be up by now. If not, something catastrophic happened. Shifty eyes. Um, me and Alex played a, a very special game to our heart. Um, it's it's a, it's a game about uh, fighting daughters and stuff like that. I it <laughs> will go up shortly after this podcast does, probably like two days after this podcast officially goes up. So uh, keep an eye out for that, I suppose. <laughs> Metal Gear, Persona, continue, as always. Um, Warframe may happen soon. I don't know at this point, though. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, things. Say, with me rapidly careening into the end of Persona 5, I'd say the odds of me and Charlie having another Persona. We did do a second Persona 4 spoiler cast, I think. Yeah. We have to re listen to the first one. Yeah. I don't think I'd beaten the game. No, you had not. You thought you knew what was going on. Yeah. You were like, yeah, I know how this ends, and I'm like, you're wrong. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm assuming normal streaming stuff is what's up with you, Alex? Uh, yeah, stuff as usual, just streaming here and there. Um, I want to do, like, a late-night PUBG at some point. I don't know if I'm going to sure. do it this week or next week, but, yeah, I kind of want to get, like, a late-night late, late night, uh thing. But, yeah, other than that, it, it's, you know, Mave Online across the board and all my stuff. Oh, I guess it's worth pimping now, I guess. Um, we have an official Discord server. It's something Wicked Studios, I think. Woo! I'd have to double check on that. That's how much it gets used. Um, come. Something, something, show notes. Something like that. Yeah, I'll put down the show notes. Come, hang out. We were setting up some Destiny stuff for it. If you want to run the risk of being on the Destiny 2 stream that will happen on Destiny 2's release day, that's the place to be. I will be looking for people to hang with, potentially. Will you be there, Alex? Uh, more than likely, yeah, cool. to be honest. We'll hang out. We'll shoot some stuff. I'll complain that's not Destiny One, and I don't have a shotgun or something. It'll be a party. 
Uh, yeah, you can be part of the official blood drunk conversation. <laughs> uh, mm. Did you guys get my message today? Um, which one? Uh, a gif of, or I'll just paint the word picture here because people don't have access to our personal conversations. Of uh, somebody spliced up images from the movie Drunken Master oh, with yeah, Jackie Chan yes. in combat. It said, that's how I play Battleborn. <laughs> oh, uh, you that's mean how I play Dark, Dark Souls. Souls. Or Dark Souls, yeah. I was watching that going like, fucking weak-ass Dark Bloodborne. Souls player. Just hammering that Estes <laughs> flask. Noob. <laughs> Go back to your ninja theory game of easiness. <laughs> yeah. Not that stuff. Um... Anyone got anything else to announce? I think I'm good. No, I'm good oh, this time. I, I haven't even told Alex about that. We may have some unplugs coming up in the future. Uh, unfortunately, these will be specific to the L.A. area, but if you have anything you'd like us to come check out, and it's an area that we live in and we could do, and we could do so, preferably L.A., because that's where all the remote recording equipment is, let us know, actually. If it's something you think might be up our alley and you could use some... Of our version of free publicity, you'll probably wind up getting talked about in the podcast too. If it's something we think is applicable, hit us up. We got some fighting game stuff to check out, Alex. Uh, what we do? Yeah, we do. Oh, okay. Some local scene to check out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That about does it, I think. Um, so, want to take us out? Cue the metal!